All right. Hello. Good morning to you. Good morning. It is 8 o'clock on the dot. I'm first warning meteorologist Eric Burris. This is Coffee Talk. We get together seven days a week in the mornings to chat about what's going on in the world of weather. I hope you're having a great start to the day. If you're not, let's see if we can't do something about that. We'll get you updated on the weather, but hopefully we'll also get a little bit of a smile and get you informed about our local forecast, the tropics, and uh, all that rigmarole. Is that a word? Isn't that what the the old people say? Rigmarole? Anyway, uh, top two things we're watching is the storms that are out there already, where they're headed, and when the storms move into your neighborhood. Plus, here comes the sun, dootin' doo-doo. When does that move in? When do we get the beach weather again? When do we get the normal stuff again? I'll take it. Will you? Hopefully. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're watching this morning. But first, a live look outside, a beautiful shot from our downtown Orlando Tower cam, a mix of clouds and sunshine through the metro, and it looks like I4, dare I say, is moving at a decent clip this morning. Nothing wrong with that at all. But we pop up our first warning live Doppler radar, and while it's not storming in the metro, there are areas of storms moving through. Let's just start with where we're seeing a good steady rain, and that's going to be up here across parts of Volusia and even into Flagler counties. Nothing severe, nothing even strong, but some nice rains moving on through. Ormond Beach, Daytona Beach, Flagler Beach kind of gradually working on through. That's the, the latest. We look at the wind velocity on our Doppler radar, and there's, there's nothing impressive here. 15 miles an hour, that's, that's fine. All right, so that's what's doing there. Let's come over to the west and see what's doing. And let's move into Bushnell, where we're watching some nice thunderstorms out around Brooksville, kind of wandering on in. Bushnell, Webster, these storms are going to be marching your direction over the next few minutes' time. They're not severe, but they've got flashes of lightning and rumbles of thunder, and they're moving at about 22 miles an hour. So let me put a storm track on this, and I'm not going to track the lighter rain that's already moving into Bushnell, but instead I'm going to track the kind of heavier stuff moving on through. So Bushnell, 825, Mascot, 905, and Groveland, 912, will be watching the heavier storms. Then if we widen out and switch over to the Tampa radar, there's plenty of stormy weather out there in the Gulf of Mexico, and that's going to be moving our direction. So we've had our first early morning round. We are going to have more storms in the forecast through the day today. So how does that play out in the forecast? It's going to be a stormy morning and a stormy midday. But little by little, things are going to look better and better this afternoon. So we've actually shifted the timing a little earlier than we'd had even yesterday. Um, so get your outdoor plans shifted to later today. Works for me. And with that, I'll pause, take a sip of coffee because I'm one grumpy son of a gun. And I was like, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Ah. It goes down smooth. Michelle, Laura, Anna, Terry, good morning. Carol, the weather app just notified me to expect rain in Claremont momentarily. There's definitely some rainfall out there this morning. Good morning to you. Uh, Rose says, walking Ponce Inlet and hoping I cannot get soaked. All I can hope is the best for you as well. Um, but yeah, we just looked at the radar, so there you go. Now, let's look at the computer forecast models together, okay? First off, our standard futurecast. Let's see where we are. Janice says, I survived last night. Coffee. 
coffee. All right, so here's 8 o'clock this morning. There's the rainfall certainly working in. There's that next wave of energy coming in around 11, 12 o'clock. And then by about 3 o'clock or so, it peters out. Now, the interesting thing is that at least our future cast model really brings it in and weakens it to just showers through 1, 2, 3 o'clock. I personally think that we'll probably get some storms inland as well. Let's see if the rapid refresh flavor of Futurecast says that. All right, so there's the morning rains, kind of showing more of a widespread activity through lunchtime. That makes a bit more sense. I feel like the rapid refresh version has been doing a much better job. So next couple of hours, just turning more widespread. When I see on West 2 News at noon today, and I, I spoke to Manolfi last night uh, for a little bit. He is working today, so you'll get me for noon and four today. I hope that's okay. Um, but there's your lunch hour. So it looks like kind of around lunchtime today for the shower and thunderstorm activity. Good times. Kenneth, good morning. I have so much energy for someone who is awake at the hours. I was awake yesterday. I'm wondering how strong that coffee is. It's espresso, baby. Also, this morning at, um, what time was it? It was like 3.30. I got to bed at like 12.31. 3.30, Eric and Alexander come running into the room because Alexander has to go pee-pee. So, of course, I go and check. And Alexander has already gone pee-pee in the bed. So, there was that. And he went poopy in the middle of the night, which was good. We just need to get back to where we don't wait, wet the bed. We've had some good runs, but we've done a little regression. So we'll get back there. So I was awake for that as well. Okay, anyway. So uh, when I see it for West 2 News at noon, odds are we'll have a stormy radar picture. But that's okay. So we'll just kind of deal with that. Now, if there's one good thing about this scenario, if there's any bit of good... And there's always, you know, there's always good to be found. It's the fact that it will limit the heat index values today. So here's a look at our feels-like temperatures in Orlando. Into the upper range of the 90s, then the storms move in. So we're not getting into triple-digit feels-likes. All right. Now, that said, we'll get there over the next few days' time. Take a look at the next several days. And you notice the feels like temperatures start climbing again as those storm chances start coming down and the heat starts building. So we've got some changes in the overall forecast. Yeah, it's not wicked crazy or anything. Here's the overall setup, okay? So we've got that frontal boundary north of us. That's going to lead to the stormy day we've got set for today, right? Then as that weak front starts to fade north of us, what we end up with is transitioning back to not only a normal pattern um, late this week, but by Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we actually start to suppress our rain chances just a little bit. Why? Saharan dust, my friends. There's a look at it right now, just encompassing Jamaica, the Dominican Republic, Haiti, a little bit of it around us. But notice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it really starts working our direction. And um, at least for now, it, it looks like most of the thick stuff will stay in South Florida. But some of that Saharan dust sneaks in. And what that ends up doing is sneaking down our rain chances um, just a little bit by later this week. It's not a ton. It's not a significant adjuster. But you'll see 60% today, 50% Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then, frankly, looking ahead to the weekend and into early next week, assuming that Saharan dust does its thing, by Monday, we actually drop that rain coverage even more. 
just a little bit. So we will be trending in that direction. Not a massive um, tweak, but it's at least a little bit of a tweak. So there you go. There's the forecast in a nutshell. When we look at today, that rain coverage is absolutely going to be the highest kind of in those areas right there. All right. And then eventually it fades into the metro. But I, I would say that it's kind of this is kind of the overall idea for the rain coverage today. That's where it is the highest. All right. Any questions, comments, concerns, anything? Storms, that explains the headache I woke up with. I mean, yeah, there's that. There's that. Rain and thunder at 11 when I have to go outside, right? That's the way it goes. You know, Chris. You know. That's the way it goes sometimes. That's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. All right. Beautiful sunsets and sunrises with the dust. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, are we still going to have a cool sunset Friday? What's interesting is it looks like that Saharan dust, if I go back to that product, the latest modeling actually is less aggressive with bringing that Saharan dust up. See how like through Saturday, it's keeping it in South Florida. We'll have some, but it's not going to be as prevalent as the model data was showing yesterday. And then another, yeah. So we'll have some, but it's not what I was expecting. See how it's just held in South Florida? So it'll be neat, but is it going to be as cool as I thought? Probably not. Dang it. I mean, I, I want the rain, but um, yeah. Kenneth says, yes, free Slurpees still exist. Supplies limited. Hours may be limited. Oh, it is 7-Eleven day. It's Slurpee day. Look at that. Yeah. Mickey says 110 heat index on Saturday. Yikes. That would be yikes. Yeah. Rosie, good morning. Good morning, little Rosie. How are ya? Uh, rain at the theme parks today starting around 2 o'clock, I'm guessing. No, it's it's an earlier start to today's stormy weather. Yeah. Um, Chris asked last night if you got a chance to look at his calendar. I've not yet. I, I need to... Taylor, you get it, right? Like I'm working crazy hours. Um, I've got three backgrounds I have to make for the company and five transitions I have to make for the company that I didn't even get to yesterday. So I'm going to be doing those things before I even look at that calendar. Uh, which, speaking of calendars, speaking of all of that stuff, just a reminder, my friends, just a reminder, just a reminder that we've got our um, um, our tracking the tropics doohickey mabob. Today at 10, Jeremy Nelson and I will be tracking the tropics. Now, don't you worry. We're going to track the tropics here, but we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive there. And it's it's different. I like when we, you know, have our chats. So, yeah. Now, that said, tracking the tropics right now, happy to report that the Atlantic Basin as a whole is pretty quiet. There's a little bit of energy out here near Bermuda, Hurricane Center, giving it a medium 50% likelihood of developing into something over the next seven days' time. Could become a tropical depression or a tropical storm. No threat to the United States whatsoever. That's the good news. If it is named, the next name on the list would be Dawn. Okay? Okay, so with that said then, what are the models like trying to do, right? Um, we showed this yesterday. This is on a website uh, called Weather Nerds. 
my kind of website, right? So Weather Nerds, um, and this is kind of a, this is neat because it's, it's a way to look at, and I'll just refresh this real fast, but it's a way to look at the um, kind of broad model plots. And so it's just kind of tracking areas of low pressure. This kind of gives us a quick eyeball. Uh, but you can see there out near Bermuda, it's definitely trying to develop an area of low pressure, if not, a, you know, two. Um, this is a little overly sensitive, but but that's kind of a good thing. Now, notice around, what is this? This is the 15th, Saturday the 15th. It's trying to show a little tropical wave east of Florida. That would be early for the Nicole recycle, um, but, you know, it's kind of something interesting. So using this... We know around this weekend, let's let's watch particularly close around the Bahamas. And then it a couple of these runs have something out in the open waters of the Atlantic. So we'll have to watch that as well. So that's a look. It's the ECN, ECENS, essentially just the broad ensemble mean, looking at all the different tracks. And you can get this again on weathernerds.org. It's a really cool little website with a lot of data. Because at the end of the day, aren't we all weather nerds? And that's also the only place that I know that I can find that product. So there's that. All right. So we know this weekend, at least, that product is trying to hint at something around the Bahamas. So let's look and see what we got. Here's the full Atlantic Basin. And right there is the development of something. That's what the Hurricane Center has been kind of eyeballing right at the center of your screen. Um maybe some lowered pressure around Florida, but at least the GFS, which is what this is, is not really going to town with development there. So that's fine. Continuing on. Doesn't look like anything. Bye, Dad. Bye I love you. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting that sounds like a good idea. And then there where it says forecast high 90 on the bottom of your screen toward the end of the GFS, it's trying to throw out something crossing the Atlantic. Not very strong, but something interesting enough. So there's that. All right. So there's that. What about the European, right? Let's take a look. Same view, the full Atlantic, except this is the European. There's the European developing that thing that the um, Hurricane Center is watching. Not an invest, at least as of yet. And then the Europeans kind of trying to bring a wave into, there's Cuba on Wednesday the 19th. Nothing else of note. A little storm system off the coast of the Carolinas. And then again, notice there, right where it says forecast high 87, forecast high 87, um, the European is also trying to put together a wave. But this model, the European, is going a bit stronger in terms of that wave. So let's do this. Let's look at the European... Um, let's just kind of look at the, the, the probability. So we've got the possibility of something off the coast of the Carolinas, something in the North Atlantic, and then toward the end, kind of watching around the Atlantic, um, off the coast of, um, the Cabo Verde Islands, whereas the GFS, GFS isn't really gung-ho on anything. Yeah, so it's always interesting stuff. Um, I think I think our lull in the tropics is probably coming to an end. I think we're probably going to start to have things to track out there. And uh, one of the big reasons why is 
quite simply the water temperatures, all right? So I spoke about this a little bit last night, but let's just chat about it again, right? Like, so first off, the records continue to be set. There's that, like that, that just without, without going any deeper. Water temperatures are the warmest they have ever been in the tropical Atlantic. When we look around Florida, the water temperatures are running five to six degrees above average. And we're going to talk a lot more about this on Tracking the Tropics at 10, but the water temperatures around South Florida and the Keys particularly um, are running in wicked levels. 91 degrees. Now this is, understand a couple of things, uh, and I'm going to set up another view while I'm talking about this. Uh, Let me set that up. All right, so, um, yep, I'm setting this up. Bear with me. I'm doing this on purpose. Okay, perfect. Okay, so um, the water temperatures there, the water temperatures there are probably hotter than I've ever seen. Um, And the way that we model this, and you're looking at models there, but the way that we model this is by taking all of the different buoys that we have and things like that and compositing them. So you're looking and you're seeing 91 around there, but that's only that's only part of the story. So let me do this. Let me show you some of the raw buoy data here, okay? Now, um, the buoys are, are indicated there by the little yellow dots, okay? And then what, I, what happens is, is as I click on them, you can kind of see the data there. So this is going to be uh, Taylor River, bottom right corner, water temperature 89.1. What is that? Terrapin Bay, water temperature 90.9, bottom right corner, of course, is what I'm looking at here. And I'm just clicking around 91.4, little rabbit, 91, 89.4, 90.5. Look at that. Garfield, what is that? Garfield light? What does that say? Garfield bite, whatever the heck that is. Water temperature at Garfield bite, whatever that is. 94. Point eight degrees. Um, now, a couple of things, and you know I always try to keep it real with y'all. I don't have records to be a personally, and maybe that record exists. I don't know where it is, so I don't know where to go and see if we have ever gotten to water temperatures this hot, okay? Um I, I will tell you, and, and here, I'll, I'll bring it up just so that you can kind of see the full the full thing. I know it says view history. Let's, we can view that together. Uh, view history, but I don't think that that's going to get me into, yeah. Uh, view station page. Historical data can be requested by directly contacting the Everglades NPS at uh yeah i mean i don't know i can i can ask them but yeah the water temperature right now 94.8 and that's down listen 
That's down, and that's kind of interesting. Here, let me show you the graph. See, this is what's always interesting. This is the graph for that station. Of course, it's... it's. Um, hold on. I think I can do... All right. So look at those water temperatures there on the right-hand side. 94.895, are you kidding me? What? That's that's really the water temperatures there. Um, now, for those of you that are asking, how can the fish swim in this? For those of you asking how coral can survive in this, I'm not an oceanographer, um, but these are valid questions. And in addition to those valid questions... Obviously, my brain goes to the, like, what would that look? So, so the model is compositing all of that to about 91. But there's a river of, of, of just boiling water in that area. So I only mention this because when the tropics start to get going, this is going to be a concern. What type of a concern? Don't know, right? There's so many factors at play here. You know, wind shears, hair and air, etc. CC says it's probably that hot because it's more shallow. Absolutely. 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 But look in the, you know, and the gulf is, as well is, is quite shallow. Um, but let's look at the water temperatures across the open gulf. You've got like the loop current sitting at 87. But even the central gulf, 85, 87, right? Um and if if we head out into the Caribbean, it's it's a little bit deeper, certainly. 82-83. It takes time for waters to warm, right? Like we know that. But near Havana, it's 90 degrees, right? So um, depending on the depth, etc. But the sheer fact is we're at record levels. And I'm not sitting here trying to hype and make it all sound scary, y'all. Um, but we're at record levels across the entire basin. So, you know, it's one of those things where we're absolutely going to have to watch and see how this plays out. I, I've tried to think if I've ever seen water temperatures that hot, and I just don't think that I have. I, my memory is, is flawed, but, you know, it is what it is. Could a major unwelling happen? Wondering how deep the hot water is. I think it's shallow there. Could unwelling, uh, um, um, upwelling happen? Yeah, upwelling could happen, etc. Chris says tropical storms cool the water and it's a vital part of the ecosystem. Exactly. You need a storm system to crank through. But at the moment, at least, we're running five to six degrees above. And as a whole, the basin is running hot. Now, what is our saving grace for now? Our saving grace at the moment is the Saharan air layer. That's where the Saharan dust is now. And you could see, like, just watching the tropical waves that are around... Like this one, you know, is showing signs of life and it's about to go face first into that Saharan air and it will collapse. Same thing for the wave back behind it. You know, it's finding moist air. So this wave, will, it's pretty far south. So it probably won't try to develop much. But as it works through, you know, it, it goes face first into that Saharan dust. Look at that tropical wave coming off the coast of Africa. That's a potent little bugger. It goes face first into Saharan dust. And there you go. 
So Saharan Dust is playing into our advantage. But it won't be there the entire summer. So this is one of those moments, shameless plug, don't care, big hair, don't care. Um, coming up at 10, meteorologist Jeremy Nelson from our sister station, WJCL, he and I will be chatting all about it because that's what we do on Tracking the Tropics Tuesdays. <laughs> um, so we'll talk a lot about that. We'll get into the weeds a bit more there and have a discussion. It'll, it's always kind of fun from there. Um, uh, but... Yeah, um, interest. It's it's interesting. There's so many different elements. It's it's difficult to kind of see, you know, how does Saharan air play into wind shear, play into El Nino, play into the Madden Julian oscillation, and so there's so many different elements to track. And we, of course, will be tracking all of them. All right, all right. Any other questions, comments, concerns about our? Morning weather across Central Florida as we are tracking those showers and those thunder showers. There's an updated look at our first warning Doppler radar as the storms continue marching into Sumter County and will eventually sneak over to Lake County. Ferndale, Astatula, probably getting some pretty decent heavy downpours. While I'm chatting with you, the FAA putting out a notice that delays at Orlando International Airport are now running 30 to 45 minutes because of weather. It's not that it's raining at the airport. It's that the airspace is becoming more and more difficult to navigate. So most flights at the moment are on time, but there are some delays. 30 delayed flights, four cancellations. Yeah, good times. All right. All right. So that's what I've got. Central Florida's Certified most accurate seven-day forecast uh, showing the chance of showers and storms little by little dropping these next couple of days. 60% coverage today, 50% coverage next couple of days, and then by Monday, a little bit lower. All right. All right. Any questions, comments, concerns? Just a reminder. Just a reminder, my friends. You can always track the tropics today. At 10 o'clock, I encourage you to join meteorologist Jeremy Nelson and I for tracking the tropics, all right? Think of it as coffee talk, but just on the tropics and with two nerds instead of one. All right, I will see you on West 2 News at noon and 4 today, and I will see you for the afternoon coffee talk at 3.30. Sound good? Sound good? All right, listen, be the sunshine in someone else's day. See you at 10 o'clock for tracking the tropics. Bye, y'all. <laughs>